0: We've probably all heard about those who have lost a loved one and struggled to come to terms with it. Maybe because the last words that they heard were angry or hateful. Or maybe they never told them they loved them. I mean, it could be that's even you. My kids get annoyed because every time we say goodbye, I always tell them I love them. Why are you doing that for me? They say. But it matters. I want to make sure that the last thing that they hear me say, if something ever happens to me, is that I love them. Why does it matter that we say, I love you, to one another? Should we also be saying this to God? Let's take a deeper look. We've spent time in growing with God, looking at what God looks like. Of course, just like with our friends, our relationship with God has many layers. So in this season, we're looking at going deeper with God. When you love someone, you want to communicate with them, at least you should, and if you love someone, you want to tell them that you love them, at least you should. So of course, words can sometimes ring hollow though, if you say, I love you, and then you go and don't act as if you love them, either by forgetting somebody or actually doing something to hurt them. So many relationships go wrong because the words are not said and so many relationships go wrong because the acts of love aren't done. It's the same thing in our relationship with God. I was in a Bible study once and we were studying love and at the end we came up with a definition all together on what love meant based on what what we were studying and it went something like this. Love is saying or doing something in the best interests of another person, regardless of the personal cost. When we love someone, it affects what we say and it affects what we do. It affects everything about how we relate to the person. We choose to speak and to act as if that person has worth to us. It should affect our words. How can we love someone and and say bad things either to them or about them to other people? And it should affect our actions. How can we love someone and behave in a way that that hurts them or or, um, say bad things to them? Love costs us something. It costs us time. We spend time doing things with them, either for the person or with the person, sometimes doing nothing with the person. It costs us energy. We put effort into making them happy. It costs us money. Things like going out on dates or going out for coffee, or as my husband discovered this year, redecorating the bedroom to make it look nice for me. It costs us emotional energy. It's hard to love someone without trying to understand them, working out what makes them happy or sad or angry and it can cost us our reputation because our relationship with the person we love is more important to us. It matters more than what other people think of us. But all this is worth it because the person we love is worth it. Loving God is similar. Loving God, then, can be defined in the same way. Love is saying or doing something in the best interest of God, regardless of the personal cost both saying and doing, and it has a cost. But the cost is worth it because the God we love is worth it. Giving worth to has another name actually. It's a definition for another term. Giving worth to means worship. So worship then is both saying and doing love to God. We choose to speak, and to act as if God has worth to us. You know how it feels? It feels good, doesn't it, to sing love songs? Singing love songs and writing poetry to one another, it's a way of creatively expressing our feelings for one another. Just singing love songs to our partner can can help us feel connected and and bond us together. And it's the same in our relationship with God. That's what the Book of Psalms is is all about. In past generations, people sang to God using chants and hymns and these were written down so that groups of people could express their love together to God and worship at the same time. When I was younger, I used to listen to the radio and I would often find myself singing along to the love songs and then once I met God, I started singing these love songs to Him. Today, there's an incredible number of worship songs out there focusing on our love for God. Sometimes there's nothing better than getting together with a large group of people and singing our hearts out to God about how much we love Him. Although with the pandemic at the moment, it's not very wise. Other times there's nothing better than being alone with God and whispering a love song into His ear. And it's not just about singing. With our human beloved, we talk to them. We tell them about physical attributes like their hair or their eyes or their muscles. And um, we tell them their personality, their voice. We thank them for doing things for us, like thank you for doing the washing up or for buying that for me. We tell them when they've done something, well, that was a really good job, well done. We cheer them on. It's like that with God. We can do the same thing and we talk to God. We can tell Him something about Himself that, that matters to us. He, God, You are so strong. You are so loving. God, You're perfect. We can thank Him for doing things for us. God, thank You for provide, providing that job for me or thank You for helping me with that exam. We can tell God when He's done something well, Oh God, that sunset's amazing. This is an expression of our love for God, our worship. And just like whispering sweet nothings into the ear of our beloved and then going and doing selfish things, it makes our words sound empty, doesn't it? It's the same thing with loving God. God even has a word for this. People who say they love Him and then do bad things. Jesus used this word to describe some very religious people of the day. He called them hypocrites. I don't know about you, but I don't want anyone to use that word about me, Not even, especially God. So then, what are the things that we're supposed to do to show God that we love Him? Well, obeying Him for starts. He doesn't demand obedience. Um, He didn't make us into robots. He allowed us to be able to say no. But He does see when we listen to Him, when we do the things He wants us to do. That's a way of our showing love to Him. Loving God should affect our whole lives and the way we live our lives, our choices, our attitudes, our actions. Do we choose to do the things that make Him happy? Or are we so focused on our own selves, and our desires, our hurts, our anger, that we forget Him? You see, loving God costs us something. It costs us time. We spend time doing things for God, spending time with God, sometimes even doing nothing with God. It costs us energy. We put effort into things that will make Him happy. It costs us money. We remember that everything we own, actually, we only have because of Him, and He created it. And then, sometimes we want to use this money to give to another person who needs it because God loves them, or to give to a project that's gonna help people. It costs us emotional energy. The more time we spend with God, the more He reveals to us how He feels about situations and about people, sometimes even people that we don't like, and that challenges us. And the more time we spend with Him, the more honest we are with Him about our own emotions. And it can cost us our reputation because being in a good relationship with God is more important to us than what other people think about us. But it's worth it because the God we love is worth it. Maybe you're not used to talking about God this way. Maybe you've only seen God as some force out there or or maybe just even an idea. Can I invite you to take a risk and have a conversation with Him? You might be surprised because I know that God loves you very, very much and He wants to both tell you and show you this. Why don't you give it a try?